The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week to bring you such amazing guests through the airwaves. You know, this program is about not just positive living, but making positive choices in your life and making a difference in your life and in the lives of others. And as Voice America always says, information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's why I've chosen to be on the Internet, because I think that's where we can really get our message across in a very large way. I have a great guest on today. Uh, my guest is Catherine Justine, who is an award-winning actress. You may have seen her on uh, the acclaimed drama The West Wing as Mrs. Lang- Langingham. I guess that's how we say it. And she's also been on um, Joan of Arcadia and Desperate Housewives. She's an Emmy award-winning actress. And today we're talking about something else. We're talking about her uh, her um, lung cancer and how she caught it at the beginning and how she's helping people all around the country and around the world to prevent lung cancer. Welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I know that um, we could talk so much about your roles, mm-hmm. and, but what I think I want to focus on is, this is an interesting question for you, is, how did playing all of those roles, or did they, help you in making your decision about your own health and illness? Uh, not really. They didn't. They didn't influence it. Uh, um, those two. Those two parts of my life were so separate. Okay. Uh, when I work, I work. When I'm not working, I'm. I don't even think about it. Oh. And I know that sounds strange, but I have a sort of a wall built between being the characters and then just being myself. Mm-hmm. And I keep that wall there <laughs> so that when I'm the character, I can be the character. Probably a good thing. How did you find out that you had lung cancer? I was getting a routine physical from my physician, who is very good, Dr. Harvey Crystal, and um, he insisted always that I get a chest x-ray every six months because I was a smoker and a heavy smoker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, whoops, there's something there, and sent me off to an oncologist who did the confirming tests and said, yep, you got lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, that was how the diagnosis was made. And he so said, you got to have it out. So what did you do? Uh, he said, you've got to have it removed. And I... I you know, I was a nurse for 10 years, so I'm familiar with with um, medical issues. And uh, I sort of thought, well, oh, I think I'll have it done after Christmas. <laughs> and this was early, uh, late November. And uh, then I thought about it again. I thought, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever thought. And called me and said, let's do it right away. So uh, did it uh, during uh, the break, the Christmas break, in, uh, that I was working on West Wing. Mm-hmm. Um and just had to, the top lobe of my left lung and three ribs and a good portion of the lymph system removed. Mm-hmm. But it's been over five years, and I'm a complete cure. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. So what would you say to people now who are getting the diagnosis that you got? What would you say? If they got the diagnosis I got, which was right at the beginning, I'd say, hey, you are so lucky because this is curable. Unfortunately, what happens is that people get their diagnoses when they've had some kind of of symptoms that have led them to a doctor, and usually by that time it's too late. And and that's the the awfulness of lung cancer. You know, we've done so much, um, come so far with breast cancer and with colon cancers and. Um, Early diagnosis, early diagnosis is, is, is stressed, and people do it. I mean, women think nothing of going and getting a, a mammography. Right. 
and people get uh, colonoscopies. But you don't hear about it that much with lung. In fact, you don't hear about it at all. Right. You don't hear people saying, oh, gee, I'm going to run in and get a lung tent, uh, you know, a lung uh, x-ray. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure physicians push it all that mm-hmm. much. But you think that's something people should do. I do. I do. I, you know, as a matter of fact, I was talking to someone um, when I was a little girl. Tuberculosis was a very big mental, medical uh, public health problem. And um, at that time, there used to be vans that went around. There would be a notice put up in your neighborhood that the van would be there, and it was a big bus kind of thing, and you went in and you got a chest X-ray. And it was a way of trying to uh, control some of the, kind of the tuberculosis uh, the epidemics that were going on. And, uh, golly, we could do that again with, with lung cancer mm-hmm. with uh, and tuberculosis, which, by the way, is coming back. Do you think, though, that a lot of lung cancer could be prevented through non-smoking? Oh, through non-smoking, certainly. There's obviously a connection between smoking and and uh, lung cancer. That's been proven over and over and over. However, there's a great number of uh, there's an increase in the amount of lung cancers in people who haven't smoked. Mm-hmm. And there's an increase secondhand smoke. Well, not necessarily because even though they aren't around, look at Dana Reeves. She was not around secondhand smoke at all. Um, they are finding that women women have an increase in lung cancer. Men have a decrease in lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know why. We don't know. There's never been any research done to see what kinds of differences there are between men and women um, regarding lung cancer, although there seem to be differences. Right. You're doing some work with Longevity, which is yes. a national organization. Talk about that work. Well, again, it's it's getting the word out. I mean, they list symptoms. They say if you have these symptoms, go to your doctor. I I, I don't object to that, but it you know the barn door is closed after the horses have left at that point. Mm-hmm. If you have those symptoms, you pretty much have lung cancer. I mean, if if uh, and if you do, and if it's if it if you saw your doctor because of symptoms, my big push is to get out there and get it taken care of beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even have to have chemo. Mm. Uh, we caught it so early. And, so you're, uh, so you're at what, long, what longevity says, and also the National Lung Cancer Partnership is that you should have an, a lung X-ray. Should you have that as part of your regular physical routine? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we don't know what we don't know what role pollution is paying, playing in, in, in. I remember again as a youngster, I lived in Chicago, and we had the the, the L, which the, the elevated trains that ran around the loop, and the policemen who directed traffic at one of the intersections under the L. They said that the smog under there, the the emissions under there, were like smoking three packs a day. So you know, and that was that was in the forties. <laughs> we don't know what kinds of things are are uh, attacking us. Yeah. Uh, sure, I was a heavy smoker. I know what I did, mm-hmm. but um, and also non-smoking. I mean, if I could talk people out of smoking, that would be the best. But you can't talk somebody out of smoking. They have to decide that for themselves. I mean, how they have to. Make- you, how did you discover this? Did you just uh, were you having problems breathing? No, none. I, I was just, my physician insists that I had a physical uh, uh, exam every six months. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a 60, well, then I was 60, 60-year-old, 60 and um, even now I go in every four months. Mm-hmm. And I say, come on, that's too, that's too often. He says, no, it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's not in it to make money or anything, but he, he makes sure that I stay healthy. <laughs> That's what he's there for. <laughs> so you went in as a routine physical. Yeah. I went in as a routine physical. And part of my routine physical was to have blood work and was to have a chest x-ray. Because mm-hmm. I was a smoker, he didn't mind doing a chest x-ray every six months because I was a smoker, right. a heavy smoker. And right. um, so, but, you know, this oh, I can't get x-rayed all that often. I may get cancer. Well, hell, you know, you can get cancer from the cigarettes faster than you will from the x-rays. Yes, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Catherine Justine, Emmy Award-winning actress who's had major roles in TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives, among many others. 
As a lung cancer survivor in 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught very early and required only surgical treatment. We're talking today about her work with longevity and the National Lung Cancer Cancer Partnership because we want to spread the word on lung cancer and how it can be prevented. And I'm very excited to have uh, Catherine on. And when we come back, you can give us a call if you'd like. We are live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on voiceamerica.com. And that live number is 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game for Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com So it's always... Right, we're coming back. Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I want to say that I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why my program is here. Positive Living is about showing you practical solutions and positive strategies so that you can live the kind of life you want. I started doing this work back in 1982 um, when cable TV first started, and then I went from there to Fox Affiliates and then to radio on affiliates as well as on, uh, on the Internet because I really believe in positive living. And by interviewing these guests who have so much to say about how we can change our lives for the better, I am, we're helping to bring that information out across the country and across the world. And so that's what this is all about. This program's been on the air. We're now in year five, and my show in my local area that's on terrestrial radio is now in its tenth year. And my book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and you can look online on, for that at raskinresources.com. It's in its second edition, getting republished. And my guest today is certainly all about positive living and how you overcome obstacles in a very, very positive way. My guest is Catherine Justine, who's an Emmy Award-winning actress. She's had major roles in TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives, among many others. As a lung cancer survivor... In 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught very early and required only surgical treatment. We're talking about her work with longevity 
and the National Lung Cancer Partnership to spread the word on lung cancer and how it can be prevented. Welcome back, Kathy. Thank you. You know, the uh, Lung Cancer Partnership started off as Women Against Lung Cancer and developed into the National Lung Cancer Partnership. And, And one of their major goals is to try and and develop research and research funding for why there are differences between men's and women's reactions to lung cancer, both in, in contracting it and becoming cured of it. Women, uh, women live longer with lung cancer than men do. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> you know, I should think the men would like to find out. <laughs> but they are. Uh, do women get it more frequently because because the breast is involved in in that area? Do you think that has anything to do with it? I don't know. They, there is some hormonal uh, connections. There are some um, estrogen tags mm-hmm. on some of the cancer cells. Um, what, why or what purpose it fulfills or, or what it does, nobody seems to know. Um, it's been suggested that maybe uh, men have more lung cancers because they don't go to the doctor as much. Um, it's, we don't know. I mean, women tend to go to their physicians more frequently than men do. Um, but women are, are catching it at a younger ages. And that's like, well, why is that happening, you know? Um, anyhow, they have, a, they have a website that has all sorts of information on it, which is www.nationallungcancerpartnership, all one word, mm-hmm. .org. Mm. Talk about some, some of what you're doing with them in terms of speaking for them. And the things you're addressing? Well, the kinds of things I'm addressing are just like we're talking about right now, um, trying to alert people to the concepts that there are differences between men and women, and we need to research that. You know, an interesting, uh, funny kind of an interesting thing is that Rab, um, Labmeister male, I mean, <laughs> we're not even that far along. So we need to we need to spend some money. We need to have people demanding that uh, research be done in these areas, supporting it. Uh, sure, we give money to the Cancer Society. If you go to the the um, website, you get a lot of information about what the National Lung Cancer Partnership is doing. And Longevity is the same thing as another group. They're they're not doing research necessarily about women's cancer, but lung cancer is becoming more and more uh, prevalent. It's, you know, it used to be people just died of cancer, and, and, and you'd say, what kind? Well, it usually had something to do with the belly or the bowel or something, and now it's the lung. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, uh, my nephew is currently afflicted mm-hmm. uh, with a form of lung cancer, mm-hmm. and he's a youngster. He's 39. Mm-hmm. Very young. Kathy, yeah. what, is, um, what is life like now after cancer, after having part of your lobe removed? Talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I uh, the the remaining lobes take over. If you look at an X-ray, you can hardly tell that there's been a, a lobe removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other what's left expands. Uh, I uh, um, I had nerve damage from the surgery, and so that has been a problem for me. Uh, nerve damage in my back mm-hmm. uh, that's not fixable. It's just hey, they had to cut the nerve. That's it, you know. Um, but other than that. I have not had tremendous problems. Um, I'm, I'm calling from um, Mammoth Lakes, which is at uh, 8,000 feet in the Sierras in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a little short of breath up here. I mean, stairs. I don't ski or anything. Mm-hmm. But I, um, then I notice it. Kind of sure. But other than that, I'm, I've got full bore ahead. You know, I'm, I'm working all the time. It's been great. Um, are, you you know, act- are you acting? Are you doing? Are you acting now? Oh yeah, well not right this minute. No, right now I'm on, on my grandson's birthday, but um, uh, I'm working, uh, continuing to work on Desperate Housewives and other shows. I, I'm doing a movie, and I just did one called uh, In Case of Emergency and that kind of stuff. I do other stuff, but you, your show dealt with overcoming things. Yes, and um, I came out to California when I was 55 mm. to be an actress. Um, wait a minute! You hadn't wait a minute. You hadn't been an actress before age fifty-five. I started at forty-two in Chicago in that's community. That's amazing. And um, that's amazing and hopeful because most people have to start when they're very young. 
Yeah, and I, I guess I didn't know any better. I was awfully stupid about about it. I, I had been working um, in, as an actor in Florida mm-hmm. uh, at um, Disney World. I was doing improvisation, mm-hmm. and um, that job went away. And so then I thought, I had a son in California, and I thought, well, I can go sleep on his sofa for a bit and see what's going on out there. And I came out and didn't realize I wasn't supposed to be able to get a job. <laughs> you know, got a, got an agent, started working. This is something. And, and uh, you know, but that doesn't happen. I mean, well, nobody told me it didn't happen. You know, I mean... And, and, and you know what? Let, let's talk about that concept. Maybe that's why it happened for you. Because, because what happens for so many people, Kathy, is they, they have so much fear, they're so afraid they're not going to make it that they project that. You didn't have that fear. No. And quite frankly, someone asked me in an interview something about uh, what, what would you say to somebody without thinking it's true. I said, don't be afraid to fail. Because mm-hmm. right. if... If you if you fear failure, and 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 uh, gosh, you know we can get into all sorts of discussions about what failure is. But if you fear failure, you won't try anything. Right. And and uh, frankly, if I hadn't gotten successful as an actor, I would have gone back to Florida and done something else. Mm-hmm. And well, so it would have been a failure. It would have just been a different plan. But, there, but there's something you said in the beginning of the show that I thought was very, very telling about your feelings about all this, and that's when I asked you, you know, about how your roles tie into the cancer and what you've learned, and you said, I keep those things separate. So what that tells me is you're not attached to the, the Emmy Award-winning actress. You are not... I mean, there are people that are so attached to their role that that's who they are. And yeah. you take that away from them, and they become nothing. Right. That's not where you are. No, I'm not there. And also, when I also talk to young actors, I always have to say to them, you know, acting is not your identity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> you know, it's what you do for it. It's a career. It's a job. But people who, who get themselves so entangled in what they do as though it is them... I think, then, do you think that's dangerous? Very. I think I think because if it goes away, <laughs> I think that's a, a serious problem with um, uh, executives, uh, middle level have, and upper executives. Have, without course mentioning any names, have you seen that as an actor, other actors who were so involved in that that it becomes who they are? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. And what do you think are the repercussions of that? I mean, are there like, do they drink or, I mean, are there, are there other things that happen because of that, do you think? Yeah, because eventually, uh, whoever they are can't sustain. I mean, um, everybody grows older. If you're an action figure, you've only got a few, few years to be an action figure. If you're the uh, femme fatale, you've only got a few years to be the femme fatale. Now, some of them successfully transition. Someone like, uh, uh, oh, golly, what was her name? You know, my body is my own. Fonda, Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. She left it for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. She's coming back and playing the older roles. Mm-hmm. So is uh, uh, Diane Keaton. You know, these are women who, who can accept and say, yeah. Um, some of the men are, who are action figures, uh, um, Robert Redford now plays older men. Look you know, Mr. Stallone coming back and doing Rocky again. Well, I only saw one of those, and I figured it was the same story for six times. And no, thank you. Well, um, I, I, my, my, what was what was positive? I think to me you're saying that uh, there's uh, um, you know who has a big problem with this is uh, executives who have been outsourced, men, uh, type A's who are bosses of companies and and you know CFOs and stuff like that who lose their jobs. They they go to pieces. They don't have the. I mean, what they did was what they were. Yeah. And, and I've seen that. I've seen that with other professionals, medical professionals, physicians, where yeah. that it becomes who they are, and then they lose that, and you're right, they lose their identity. But I yeah. do want to go back to the, to the Rocky thing with Sylvester Stallone. What was what was very inspiring to me about the last movie was how he showed that as you get older. There, there's hope. I mean, you can do well, and you can be physical, and you can you can win in many ways. And so that that it it, it talked it told, showed a lot about aging in a very positive way. And oh, well, maybe I should. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. We are talking to the very interesting Catherine Justine, who is an Emmy award-winning actress, uh, who started not that long ago in the whole field of acting and has done very well. She's had major roles in TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives, among many others. As a lung cancer survivor in 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught very early and required only surgical treatment. We're discussing her work with longevity, the National Lung Cancer Partnership, to spread the word on lung cancer and how it can prevent, be prevented. And we're talking a little bit about acting, too, and about, uh, and about fear and about going for your dreams. So you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where women and wine angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Catherine Justine. She is an Emmy Award-winning actress who's had major roles in TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives and many others. As a lung cancer survivor in 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught very early and required only surgical treatment. We're talking about her work with longevity, the National Lung Cancer Partnership, how to spread the word on lung cancer and prevention. We're also talking about how to go for your dreams and how she started really with her big roles in her mid-40s, early 50s, and that's an inspiration too. Welcome back, Kathy. Thank okay, you. let's talk about these statistics on lung cancer. Yeah, they're scary. Uh, <laughs> I, I had very, very early diagnosis. The survival rate for cases where the disease is localized to the lung um, is 49%, but only 16% of lung cancers are diagnosed that early. 16%. Mm. Lung cancer kills 85% of the newly diagnosed patients within five years. Mm. Now, that is scary. Mm. And, and I, I was talking to... I was talking to one of the physicians from um, Lung Cancer Partnership, and she said, "Why can't we get the same kind of oh, same kind of backing that that uh, breast cancer got and and, um, and colon cancer?" 
colon cancer. And I'll tell you why. And I said to her, because you're selling death. And that sounded stupid until you figure out. I said, because lung cancer isn't, isn't being told, people aren't being told, hey, you can survive lung cancer if you catch it early enough, which is exactly the message that is given in uh, breast cancers mm-hmm. and prostate cancers. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but, Kathy, why aren't we hearing about can- lung cancer screening? We really don't hear about that. You know, you don't go to the doctor. I mean, when I go to, for my yearly checkup, I get my mammogram, I get my blood work, but I don't get a chest X-ray. Why not? Uh, I, it's, it hasn't, it's never been mentioned to me. Uh-huh. Well, you know, <laughs> when you hang up, call your doctor and say, how come I never get it? And he'll probably say, because you don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. But lung cancer is attacking more and more people who don't smoke. So I think the next time you go, say, I want it. I want to get a lung, a, a lung X-ray. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that everything's okay in that area. So, you know, you just have to ask for it and demand it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that we, we talked about earlier was overcoming things. Yeah. One of the reasons that I followed my dream is when my mother died of cancer, um, when she was 47, uh, she was very angry at uh, her impending death, which she knew was coming, and railed about the things that she had put off doing, mm-hmm. the things that she had promised herself she would do and then put them off and put them off and put them off till she now didn't have a chance to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was to go to Europe. <laughs> it sounds silly, but she was angry that she was going to die without having completed or done any of the things. She'd always... Just put them off. Later, later, later. So when it when I got an opportunity to redirect my life, and I thought, you know, I don't want to get to my deathbed and say, gee, I wish I could have tried it. And so I frankly made a decision to see if I could be an actor. It was a secret kind of a thing, but, you know, I'd been a nurse for 10 years, and it just seemed like, golly, I'd like to try this. And and I I started out you know in community theater and stuff and and made the decision then to see if I could and I was very lucky I did but one of the reasons I got success I think is because I didn't know that you couldn't <laughs> I mean I I knew you couldn't but I was determined that hey if that didn't work I'll I'll do something else well see that and that's where I think don't you think that's where people get caught is we say oh, what if I fail what will I do. And and you just had the confidence that you'd do something different, and you'd be okay, right? And you know, it, it's uh, you got to you got to take it life by the by the horns, and and you can't let it happen to you. It's something that you have to make happen. Kathy, what advice would you give to aspiring actors? Learn business. Nobody will see your talent at all if you can't get an audition or if you can't get in front of the right people. And you can't do that if you don't know the business. You know, these kids come out of high school, they haven't got the foggiest idea about anything about marketing, about advertising their product, which is themselves, about making business calls, um, all of those kinds of things. And they're completely naive. You know, an aspiring actor is just primed to get scammed. And there are so many scams that are being touted to them, um, and and usually and what they'll. Do you, what do you mean? How how are they scammed? Oh golly, they're scammed by um, headshot uh, supposedly headshot photographers who charge six seven seven eight hundred dollars for headshots that are, are lousy. But the kids don't know the difference. They're scammed by classes, teachers who people who are purporting to be teachers who charge three hundred dollars a month for classes that are useless, uh, that are are bad, that are no good. Um, they're scammed by um, people who pose as managers. So how um, do you, how do you get the right information? What what are the how do you find the right sources? You while uh, you do a li- first of all you go to the library, you get some books. You go to Samuel French. There, most major cities, or even online, Samuel French is a um, um, bookseller that deals with things in the theater and acting. And um, you, you get some books on on it. 
on acting, not on the, the actual acting, on the business of acting, mm-hmm. um, on who are, who are teachers and how to look for them and where to find them and how to promote your career and, and uh, how to stay away from some of the scam artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some agents, that pe- people that purport to be agents or managers who want the actor to pay them up front, <laughs> pay to be represented. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my gosh. Um, so they, they have to go out and, and do some research. So I tell you, you got to learn business. You can't just jump in and say, I'm going to be an actor, unless you, you, know, you really educate yourself. So does that mean that, that good agents will work with you and wait until you're successful before they become successful? Well, a good agent will work with you. They get 10% of whatever you earn. Just flat, ten percent of whatever you earn. So, if they think that you have an earning potential, they will work at getting you um, into the right places so that they can earn their ten percent. Managers, the same thing. Now, managers aren't restricted to ten percent. They can charge more. Some do, some don't. I don't think I would work with any that charge more. And. Uh, the same thing, but uh, it's a far more it, it, youngsters who are just starting out don't need managers. They don't have careers to be managed yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't even have something that has to get managed that you need that. Um, and and by managed, I mean um, they they work on with your agent and getting you in places and getting you interviews and making sure you're. Your tape is made and your pictures so are right. So you're saying get a good agent. If you can get an agent, that's important. Yes. Absolutely. You have to get an agent. And then there are unions. You have to join unions. And sometimes you don't want to. Don't join too early because if you join too early, you can't work non-union. And that's where you get your experience, non-union. Mm. In non-union theater, non-union film, non-union commercials. And, and when you get that kind of experience and get that under your belt, then you can go union. But all the kids want to go union right away, and they can't because um, they can't join uh, SAG at Screen Actors Guild right away. They can join after. But um, uh, and once they join, they've just cut out all of their learning potential. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, that's a big problem. And then they have to be in the right market. You know, a kid in Keokuk, Iowa is not going to be a big actor. They've got to be in Chicago or New York or, or uh, California. But, again, if the kid runs out to, to L.A., so I'm going to be an actor in L.A., probably not. You best start in Atlanta or Denver or Chicago where it has some theater. You can start in theater, start doing little industrial films and freelance films and independent films, things of that nature, and build it up. Do you think that... Um an actor should take a role that they don't like um, if it's going to help them to grow. What's your feeling on that, Kathy? Yeah, I, well, there's a lot of reasons don't like. Um, if it's a, if it's sleazy, you know, if it's you know, take your blouse off, uh, then absolutely not. Okay. If it's um, gee, I don't understand this character, but this deck director thinks I can do it. Um, and it's a matter of, well, why, you know, why can't you understand it and start to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done parts I haven't been particularly proud of, um, because I'm, I'm in business <laughs> and I have to have an income. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now that I have more freedom to say no thank you, I do say no thank you. But when I was starting out, um, I did some things that were just poorly written, dumb, or we're never going to see the light of day, uh, independent films, you know, young people with a camera. I'm going to make a film, uh, those sorts of things. Mm. So that um, uh, you have to do those kind of dumb things. But if it's, you know, if it's sleazy or, or with a con job, you know, and that happens too, you know. You get some kid out on location, uh, some place where, you know, you've driven them out to some location and they say, you know, okay, now what we think we're going to do here is this really exciting sex scene. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, and then you say, I'm not doing that. And they say, well, you know, you'll have to sit around all day because we drove you here, so we we'll have to wait until we drive home. Mm. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But on so, the other hand, it's been very rewarding for you. It's been wonderful. It has been wonderful. And I'm enjoying it tremendously. If it stops tomorrow... It's over, and I'll go do something else. Mm, what an attitude. We're going we're gonna to take a break and come right back. 
Sure. Talking to the award-winning actress Catherine Justine, who has had major roles in TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives. And she has been seen for her portrayal as Mrs. Lang... How do you say that, Kathy? Landingham. Landingham, the secretary to Martin Sheen, the president. And then after her death on the West Wing, Justine got a promotion and became one of the recurring gods on Joan of Arcadia. In 2004, she became one of the neighbors on Wisteria Lane, recurring on the hit ABC show Desperate Housewives as Karen McCluskey. And then she received an Emmy Award for Best Guest Star Actress in a Comedy in 2005. So there you have it. And let's see, in your speech, you not only had, you not only had, you had only one regret. <laughs> Do you want me to read this? <laughs> yeah, I can. She could not dig up her ex-husband and tell him to his face that it looks like she didn't need a real job after all. And yeah. it's great that you were able to do so well. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about that and more about lung cancer. She is a lung cancer survivor, and we're going to talk about uh, early detection and how it can be prevented as she's working with the national organizations. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at New Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Back on, and we'll talk afterwards for a minute. Well, hello, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. A really interesting guest on today, award-winning actress, Catherine Houston. And I've been pronouncing, is that correct? Yes. I've been (laughs) pronouncing her name wrong the entire show, and she's been very polite not to correct me, but it's Catherine Houston. She's an Emmy award-winning actress who's had major roles on TV's The West Wing and Desperate Housewives and many others. As a lung cancer survivor in 2001, Kathy's cancer was caught very early, required only surgical treatment. We're talking about the National Lung Cancer Partnership, her work with longevity, and how lung cancer can be prevented. Let's talk a little more about that. For people who, you know, haven't had screening or who've had lung cancer, what is it we really need to be doing, Kathy? We need to have research into, we need two things. Research, obviously. 
on on how to cure lung cancer. Well, I don't know that you can cure it, uh, but certainly you can you can help to find ways of treating it. I mean, obviously, chemo and things of that nature are are um, they've just discovered there's a gene that uh, is can be is a identifier for cancer. Now, the question is, can we learn to use that gene somehow as a diagnostic ahead of time, you know? Who knows? Um, we certainly need to alert people on early detection. That's the most important right now mm-hmm. is the early detection. We certainly need to. Now, Longevity, which is a group in Chicago, um, they are uh, focused on raising funds for research. And they do that by involving large numbers of people to do things just like the, the, the walks they used to have for breast cancer research and the runs for breast cancer research and the, and the little tags and, and the same thing that had been done for AIDS research where there was a tremendous outpouring of people who became involved in activities that raised money and brought notice for the need to so do So we that. need to be uh, you know, telling our doctors we want this test. We need to be rallying groups and getting group support. Yeah, we need to we need to get involved with groups like Longevity. You can go to www.longevity. It's L-U-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y dot org, okay. and they have you know how to walk. I mean, runs and walks that are they're done. They can tell you how to organize something in your community. People only begin to get involved when they've got a relative that has lung cancer, yeah. and they say. Or someone who dies from lung cancer. You know, something, something you said to Kathy, and this is about how people like Dana Reeves, who died of lung cancer and didn't smoke. Right. So should we, you know, be really aware of being around smokers, even if we don't smoke? Yes. And what do you and, do about that? Well, yeah. It, 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 okay. Around smokers. Hey, you know, if everybody's gathered outside the door of a, of a business office and they're smoking, you have to walk through a, a cloud of blue smoke to get in or out. That's, that's something that shouldn't happen. However, the person in an apartment building who says that the guy who is uh, washing his car and smoking a cigarette outside is seriously hurting them, I think that takes it too far. I think there are people who become way too in, over-involved. In, in it now, you know, back when I was a youngster and everybody was smoking, lucky strike means fine tobacco. I'd walk a mile for a camel. You know, they were advertised. It was accepted. There was nobody in the world who ever said, "I'm allergic to smoke." Right. And yet, when all of the stuff, oh, I can't be around smoking. I'm allergic to it. No, you don't like it. It bothers you. It makes a nasty smell, it gives you a cough, whatever, that's not an allergy. <laughs> an allergy is a very specific kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like smoke. You know, that's, it, it, nobody was allergic to it in the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, smoking is bad. Just across the board, smoking is bad. Being around a smoker is bad. I feel horrible when I think about the years that I spent smoking in the car with my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone my age who was a smoker smoked in the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. Cars came with ashtrays. Yeah. Got airplanes. Kathy, what would you say you've learned? What positive lesson have you learned from the lung cancer? You know, uh, live right now. Don't put things off. Mm-hmm. Don't waste what's current. I, I enjoy what I do. I mean, I, sometimes I don't do anything, and I enjoy not doing anything. Sometimes I sit at the computer and play games for an hour or two hours because I guess my brain needs to shut down mm-hmm. at that point. But that's what I, you know, I don't beat myself up over it. I stopped beating myself up yeah. and and being guilty about everything, you know, just chill out and do what you do and just live for the moment except accept what you do if you uh if you're hyperactive then be hyperactive and accept it and stay away from people (laughs) if you're uh if you need to take a break take a break Mm -hmm. just have to to accept yourself and and say okay this is what i am and this is who i am 
And, and so you know, what you're saying is don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy each day. Yeah. Be here now. Right here and now because, you know, it may not be there. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my, my nephew is 39. And he's got lung cancer. And uh, I'm upset about that, but, you know, start enjoying Any your life. Any closing thoughts for folks in terms of preventing lung cancer? If they get one thing out of this program, well, let's do two things. One, on preventing lung cancer, and two, on going for your dream, particularly in, in the world of acting. What would you say for both? On lung cancer issue, I would say certainly tell your physician, you want an x-ray. If you don't have the physician, go and get one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be sick <laughs> to get uh, to get a disease. And I mean, go and find yourself a physician, get an x-ray. That's number one. Certainly contribute to those causes that are fighting uh, lung cancer, that are looking for cures, uh, such places as longevity, the lung cancer partnerships, uh, the National Cancer Institute, all of those places. Okay. Um, and what about going for your dream, particularly in the acting world, which is very tough? You know, if you have the chance to do it, not everybody, you know, you got to say it, not everybody's going to have the chance. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got three kids and i got got two jobs and right. I'm trying to hold it together. I can't go for my dream. No, you can't. And I recognize that. If you have the opportunity, go for it. If you don't have the opportunity, find some way to find a dream that you can go for. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got the three kids and the two jobs, maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's, maybe it's building the best model airplane that anyone ever saw. Maybe it's putting bottles in, or boats in a bottle, you know, or or, or redoing a car. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Thank you so much, Kathy. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Thank now, if people want to get on a website, let's give them a couple of websites. www.longevity, L-U-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y, dot com. Dot org. Dot org, okay. National Lung Cancer Partnership, dot okay. org. Okay. And what if they want to learn more about Kathy Houston? I don't have a blog. I mean, I don't have a, a website. I'm getting one, but I don't have one now. So, oh, they could just go online at the Google, okay. uh, Catherine Houston, okay. and there's all sorts of things that come up. Okay. Thank I think you we so much pretty... for being on the program. It was just really great. You, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you. Folks, next week my guest is Ella Speaks. She's a renowned talk, renowned talk show host, speaker, writer, and spiritual life coach. After retiring from the Air Force, she promised herself only to do the things that she really loves. Tune in as Ella discusses her program, Have a Love Affair with Yourself, 28 Days Challenge, which shows us how to create and fall in love with our life and our circumstances. Again, folks, it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you each week on Positive Living. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, know that you can make your dreams come true. And until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.